Hello and welcome to the Most Best Podcast episode. I've forgotten what episode number it is. I'm your host, Zach Williams, and what an amazing show we've got lined up for you today. As always, a little bit of business up top. You can follow us on our social media accounts, all of them at Most Best Podcast. We're now on iTunes, so subscribe and leave reviews. And that's it. It's boring having all that business up front. It's going to turn people off from listening, essentially. So let's jump straight into today's guest. With me today in the Most Best Podcast studio, we have a another stand-up comedian. It seems to be a recurring theme on uh, the Most Best Podcast. But they're all fucking funny and they're all talented and none more so than today's guest, Rebecca Louise. Thank you. That's very nice to say that I'm the Most Best You are. Guest most Best Guest. Most Best Podcast. How are you? I'm very good. I've bought you presents. Oh, shit. So I will not be outdone by Sarah Bridgman. <laughs> would I, you like them? I would love to. I, I like that people are starting to bring me presents. This is a very yeah. good... Although Adam Buxton buys his guests presents, so... But fuck Adam Buxton. <laughs> I haven't got Adam Buxton money. <laughs> so, um, to describe for the listeners, what I've just had put in front of me is a recycled birthday gift bag. It was your birthday recently? Yes, that is true, because I care about the environment and not because I am cheap. Exactly. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so, right, let's have a look what we have in here. We have cat toys. Oh, wow. Nice. We've got a uh, super colossal toy variety pack. 13 cat toys in one. Well, I know you've got a lot of kids, so I thought a lot of toys. And It'll, colossal. It's promising it's, it's a lot. It's not just colossal. It's super colossal. Wow. Honestly, this means a lot to me. Thank you very much. Everyone's just been bringing gifts for me. So to have people bring... Well, Sarah brought gifts for the mannequin, which is inanimate. Yes. But so thank you, actually, someone thinking about the, the cats for once. And probably it's going to sound really annoying to the people at home because it's I a just lot of bells. There's a lot of that. I'm going <laughs> to put those behind me and out of the way for the time being. Yes, and I got something for your pod room. Oh, all right. I'm going to go in blind again. Oh, that's awesome. It is a hanging chalkboard unicorn with Most Best Podcast written on it. That's so cool. Thank you very much. Well, now you know. It's a branded room now. This is what happens officially. It's officially yeah, the it's, Most Best Podcast yeah. studio. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. No worries. Uh, so you've been to Ikea today. I have. Some people, when they were kids, went to Disneyland and it touched them. I went to Ikea and it was the best day of my whole life. And, <laughs> um, basically, it's my birthday and I have a kind of running tradition with my gentleman friend that I make him do shit he would hate and Excellent. pull the girlfriend card. Because normally I'm really low maintenance. So on my birthday, I'm like, I'm going to make you do this. Yeah, you're going to make it all about you. Exactly. If not for one day or a week. I tend to go for the birthday week, if I'm going to be well, perfectly honest. Well, this is day three of birthday. Exactly. So it's, it's good. Nice. Yeah. Is he, and is he spoiling you so far? Well, he took me to Ikea, so... And he hated it. And, oh my gosh, he <laughs> like, he's just like, oh my gosh, what, who... It, I'm not going to say he's not creative, but if you put something like that's a weird shape in front of him, he's like, why have they made it that shape? So, like, Ikea <laughs> is not the place for someone who doesn't appreciate things in a weird shape. Yeah, he's, he's not very design-orientated, I can no, imagine. No, he's like, this just looks like a bin someone turned upside down and put fairy lights in. What is happening with the world? It so. just sounds like a rational thinker. I can get behind that, to be honest. And I come from, like, an, an artsy background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's just have everything beige and the shape it's supposed to be. Yeah, we're like opposite town, um, especially interior design wise. Uh, unfortunately, we do own a house together. So um, 
there's been a couple of vetoes and they've been totally broken. Um, when we hit 35 mugs, he said I wasn't allowed to buy any more mugs. Yeah, we recently had to do a mug call as well. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Jesus of paraphernalia. Jesus paraphernalia. Yeah, I I love Jesus. Um, not in a Christian way, in a like, <laughs> in a kink way. I think um, <laughs> he's just um, he's you know he's the original emo boy, right? Like the crown of thorns, daddy South issues. Palm, you know, very low loin cloth, great abs. <laughs> just love Jesus, and um, not like any Jesus. I ha- it has to be like the seventies Catholic Jesus, Korean Jesus, or Black Jesus. They're the only Jesus okay, allowed got, in my house. You've got yeah. specific types. Do you? Yeah, yeah. But then, um, and I don't want to label you so early in the podcast as a Jesus racist. Do you segregate into categories of Jesus, or do you like them intermingle? No, um, they're in different places. So, like, I, I spot them around the house. Um, okay. <laughs> my boyfriend's got a friend who's a real, like, serious born-again Christian, and he's like, you have to hide the glittery Jesus at least. There's I've a got, glittery Jesus. I have got um, about yay big. Describe it. I'm not good with measurements. Uh, like, I would say like, two foot. Two foot sparkly green Jesus money box. That's amazing. When the yeah. hell did you get something like that? My friend bought it for me for Christmas because she's the best. Danny Barry. Yeah. Yes, she's the best present getter. Officially most best present getter. That's yes, a, she is. That's fucking cool. <laughs> like, um, yeah, she's like the only person I would trust to buy me clothes. Ah, and you're well. very fashion forward. Well, yes. Coming from me in like a really, really, really old Pixies t-shirt and the same pair of shorts I've been living in all summer. Well... At least, like, I know a lot of guys, like, I work with some uh, like alternative boys who will not wear shorts, they will not wear flip-flops, and they're just sitting there in, like, really heavy jeans and jumpers, and they're like, I'm fine. I used to be like that when I was younger, but in now I'm uh, reaching my 30s, I'm finding I'm, I'm, what's the word, uh, prioritizing comfort rather yeah. than fashion, and shorts are great. I am. Um, I was a teenage goth, so um, <laughs> that's got to be the name of your memoir. <laughs> I I did have a turning point though. Okay. Um, I was walking along St Helens Road by Joe's Ice Cream, famous Sonsi landmark, and um, I was wearing. And this is August. Okay. okay. So if I said Jenko jeans, would you know what I mean? Uh, they like the old Slipknot Criminal Damage, M- ma- massive, massive baggy massive. jeans. It looks like you mugged Meatloaf and are wearing <laughs> his clothes, right? So I had those on with like chains um, <laughs> and a trench coat. Of course. Of course. Did you used to hang out in Castle Gardens? Um, yes, but only I used to make cameos because I was the coolest. Ah, there we yes. go. So we may so, have intermingled. Uh, I don't at know, a I was probably about... 10 years older than you, though. Really? I'm 33. Well, yeah, I'm 29. Oh, that's so, not Yeah, it's not too really? much. For a second, then, I was like, no fucking way are you 40. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm, t- I'm 27, I mean. I'm 27. 27. Is that your um your stage age, as it were? Um, I just decided when I was 27 that I was going to stay like that. But then when I hit... Because at least then, if you die, you're cool. Yeah, well, it's it's a good age. But um, unfortunately... I, I mean, not, not, I mean, fortunately, that 
that's the wrong word. Fortunately, <laughs> I lived past 27. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and I realized that like actually being in your 30s is amazing. Because like you were saying just now about like feeling like no pressure to look cool or anything. Yeah. Oh, I, I just stopped caring. Yeah. Anyway, back to my anecdote because I didn't finish it and I don't want to get distracted. Um, basically, walking down the road and a chav in a fiesta threw a full bottle of Sprite at my head. Uh, how, what um, big? How big are we talking? Like two liter bottle? No, no, like a can. I should say, still a full can of if sprite. If it's full, that's going to hurt. It really hurt. I got covered in sprite. It ruined my coat, and and he was like, "Oh, it's the summer," and I was like, "Yes." Oh, thank you for reminding me. I've been walking around sweating in this heavy coat all day. Like, if only there was something I could do about this. But it was kind of like, do you know when you realise that it was just a short, sharp shock? And I was like, yes, yes, it is the summer. Maybe I shouldn't be wearing 14 layers and stinky Oh, right, as you said, it was the turning point moment. Yeah, it was my turning point moment. So I took that trench coat off because, one, it was covered in Sprite. And two, I was warm. So I took it off and I was like, (gasps) Do you reckon it... um, because obviously you got hit in the head with it. Do you reckon it like jolted you into just Maybe. the next stage of your life? Maybe it was something you would gradually come to, but it was just like, a, as you said, short, 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 which is hard to say. Yeah. Boom, you're no longer a goth. Or maybe I've just had concussion for 15 years. <laughs> we would love it if in like four months' time you kind of heal from this concussion and the trench coat goes back on. Like, no, I really do like my chemical romance. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> so... One thing we'd like to do on the Most Best podcast uh, is something I call the dice game. Oh, You get to play the dice game now. Uh, I did, or I have been trying to roll out Dice Game Extreme, but it hasn't had very good results so far. So it's up to you. Would you like to play the Ordinary Dice Game or Dice Game Extreme? Um, you have to explain Extreme to me. So regular Dice Game, uh, I roll a 20-sided Dungeons & Dragons die, and you describe yourself in however many words it lands on. Okay. Dice game extreme, I roll a six-sided die, and then whatever number that lands on, it corresponds with a die I have on an app, uh, ranging from a D6, which is a six-sided die, to a D100. And then... I am dyslexic, and I've discalculious. I'm not going to be able to count up to 100. That's what I'm thinking. 100's a bit much. This one I'm thinking the dice game extreme isn't really a good idea. I got overzealous with that one. So do you want to go just yeah, regular dice just, game? Just regular. Let's you go know, regular old dice school, game. school, Dungeons and Dragons. Why mess with the perfect formula? Exactly. Twelve. 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 Okay. Uh, uh, how do I have... I don't even know where to begin. You, you should probably be able to describe yourself in 12 words. Um, Nobody knows you better than you. Like, is it, like, just a minute? Do I get to say I's and ands? Or, like... Uh, so we've had different ways of doing it. Shani just did words. Uh, Sandro introduced himself as a car salesman yes, from Port Albert. <laughs> yeah, so, that is a lot of it. Right, I'll do, like, just description words. Okay. Okay. Fat. One. Angry. Two. Happy. Three. Sad. Four. Anxious. Five. Depressed. Six. Optimistic. Seven. Pessimistic. Eight. Medicated. Nine. Blonde. Ten. Beautiful. Eleven. Feminist. Twelve. You ran the fucking gambit on that one. I think that gives it an amazing overall view of who you are as a person. Yes. And well-dressed. Twelve words, Rebecca. Twelve words. And is well-dressed two words or is it hyphenated? 
don't know. I just told you I'm dyslexic. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's like a, a pet peeve I have with, like, Twitter and stuff when people are like, oh, you could make a really great point and people are like, oh, uh, that's not how you spell that or whatever. People are really petty with stuff like that. Um, and saying that, me, earlier, someone uh, I know... Uh, commented on something going, don't worry, I'm a grammar Nazi too. And I, I was compelled, and I apologise to you, Jordan, for commenting on going, Jordan, did you just out yourself as a Nazi? <laughs> so this is my public apology, Jordan. If you're listening, I hope you're listening. I'm sorry, you're not a Nazi. Yeah, but don't be a grammar Nazi, because it's like, it's just as bad. And it's it's more everyday. Yeah. Pernicious, cruel. I think it's like a, like a class thing about it as well, you know? Well, I, t- I um, tend to send a lot of emails in work, but I don't reread them. I-, I think I can power type an email. So I'll go, send it, look back, and it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> I've got my managers emailing me like, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> when I got weird and stuff, I didn't have a computer until I was 15. When I had weird and things, and it's like, it checks your spelling. That's amazing. But I'm so dyslexic that a lot of the time it doesn't even know what I'm trying to say. So it's, I like fool spell check. Oh, wow. So yeah. you can outperform autocorrect. Is that the right way to put it? As those words <laughs> yeah. came out of my mouth, I, I felt bad I, about that. I'm a challenge for, <laughs> for A weird. technological marvel. <laughs> you know, I go, did you mean? No, no, Google, I didn't mean that. Please try again. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Have you ever had a situation where um, a text has gone out unproofread and it's landed you in any hot water or anything of that nature? Not really, because I don't really text much or, like, send messages, really. Okay. I'm, like, more of a chatty person. I kind of hate texts and stuff. I'd oh, much right. rather, especially with, like, my immediate friends, I'd rather ring them and be, like, have a 10-second conversation rather than ding, 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 back and forth. It drives me crazy. I'm the total opposite. I work in a call center, so most of my week is spent me being super nice on the phone to people. So when it comes to my free time, just just text me. I don't want to speak on the phone. I, I've had enough of it. Too much of my time is spent speaking on the phone. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I've got, like, two of my very best friends. They literally, they'll text you. And if you need clarity, like, we were booking a holiday at one point. I was like, I have to ring him. No answer. Okay. <laughs> and then she texts me back saying, what do you want? Because she's that much hates the phone. I was going to say, so she purposely ignored the call yeah, and texted you back? Yeah, she will not, like... She rang me once, and I thought that, like, her or her baby had died or something. Oh, my God. So I was like, what has happened? Why is she phoning me? This is not, this doesn't happen. I can imagine, It wasn't yeah. anything bad. It was just, I don't know, maybe she, like, skipped of med or something. <laughs> <laughs> I had that uh, with my dad. Not skipping of meds, but uh, he, same. He'll always text me or ring my house phone. And one day in work, it's coming up to, like, the last half hour of my shift. And my phone starts going in my pocket. And it's calls, not texts. And where I work, it's like strict no phones on the office floor. And it's going off, it's going off. I've got like nine, ten missed calls. And I'm really starting to worry, as you would in this situation, regardless of how many checked it was. So I finish work, look, and it's ten missed calls from my dad. And I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck has happened now? So in a panic, I ring him. I'm like, oh my god, are you alright? What's the matter? What's the matter with all these missed calls? And he went, have you seen that film Lucy with Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> Honestly, I could have fucking flipped. It was unbelievable. No. Just why? No. Why would he? And I honestly think he did it on purpose because he knew how much I would flip out. For that. <laughs> like last half hour, going, oh my God, oh my God, what's happened? Oh my God. My mother's kind of the opposite at the moment. Um, She's got her first ever contract phone. Oh, congratulations. 65. Um, mm. And 
she'll like send messages. She sent me one message that said bro. Oh no. <laughs> and she's also said soz and lol. So yeah, yeah. let's get in there. Has she uh, graduated to emojis? Uh yes. But only very basic entry-level emojis. Okay, there's like, no, like, chains of emojis yet. No, no. I can imagine that would be something that's going to happen. I mean, I I love emojis. I You cannot see this, but I have a poop emoji keyring. Oh! My, the poop emoji is my favorite because he's poop, but he is, like, the happiest emoji. Look at his face. He doesn't care. Exactly. He's literally hit rock bottom. So he's got nothing less left to lose. He's just, he's loving his life. And don't listen to Apple when they tell you that it's ice cream. It's, it's not, not ice cream, not. it's poop. Come um, on. Did you enjoy the Emoji movie? I didn't watch the Emoji movie. So I'm pretty sure... I'm a 33-year-old woman. I haven't seen the Emoji movie. Well, apparently you love emojis. And I think, not... correct me if I'm wrong, it's Patrick Stewart who plays the poo emoji. No way. I think it is. I might be making that up. It's a very high chance that I'm making that up, to be honest. No, I don't have any little babies in my family anymore, so I don't watch any kids' films. Neither do I, but I always watch. I, I came in from work the other day, turned the TV on. Toy Story was two. Uh, Toy Story two, rather, had just started. Watched it start to finish. I think that I would rather do a lot of things than watch a Pixar film, just because, like, someone has just gone right. How do we make people just cry so, so much? Like, <laughs> we need to touch their most inner sadness just with something that's going to stay with them for, like, 30 years. The story, Toy Story... I can't remember how it hard It is hard to say, isn't it? You cannot say Toy Story 2 with a Morrison accent, let me tell you. <laughs> um, the second Toy Story film... Um, there's a bit where, like, the little girl doesn't love her toy anymore. And li- I'm literally going to cry. Jessie. Thinking about it. Because she doesn't want to play with her anymore. And it's, like, the natural progression of life. You don't want to play with your toys anymore. But um, I don't know. And my mum my used to anthropomorphize things when I was little. Good word. Good word. Yes. So, like, if I wasn't going to bed, she would get a teddy of mine and be like, Oh, please come to bed, Rebecca. We're so sleepy and stuff That's like that. Really yeah, creepy. it's really creepy, especially through the headphones as well. <laughs> yeah, so some people beat their children. Other people um, <laughs> use psychological warfare. I love my mum, but yeah, she used to say that she would sell me to the rag and bone man. And I swear down, if I hear a rag and bone man going down the street, I will like have palpitations and i still think that the rag and bone man is coming to get me is it bad as a 28 year old man i'm still not entirely sure what a rag and bone man is um he just comes and gets shit from your garden like if you had done diy and there's like a radiator or something in your garden they would probably pinch it oh right so they just come get scrap and stuff i know yeah. exactly i just never realized the term rag and bone it just sounds like something out of a really bad horror film yeah. The rag and bone man. I think like back in the old timey days, they literally did get rags and bones because you could sell bones. Could you? Yeah. Oh, I guess for, um, yeah, I guess like, uh, can't think of the word, like medical colleges. Obviously you need skeletons. As no, well. but like just bones from your food. They would take and make glue and stuff. I was thinking it. human bones. 
I don't know why, <laughs> why my mind instantly bo- went to human bones. Yeah, there I are ha- enough human bones knocking about in Victorian England that well, they might have a have whole been, man. <laughs> there might have been. You know the shit they got up to back then. Well, that's true. I, I am a horror Victorian grizzly enthusiast. Like me, you're a fan of the macabre. Indeed. Okay, let's talk horror films. What is your favourite horror film? Um... The f- film that has scared me the absolute most okay. is The Shining. Nice. Because I watched it when I was a kid in a sleepover party and we switched it off. We were like, oh my God, this is so boring. But it's not until you're an adult woman who spends all your time with an adult man that you realize if he flips out and decides to kill me, there is nothing I can do. I am locked in this house with him. I'm sleeping next to him and he could murder me. Yeah, yeah. And it's the person who's supposed to be looking after you and your kid once is trying to kill you. And like the whole like controlling relationship, he's like really horrible to her. And it's just I, I find it so I love it, but I find it so hard to watch because it's just gets me. I I just oh, it's so scary. I could as they say, unfortunate I've only ever watched that through a male lens. So I've never thought about it. Like I've read the book and seen the film and I've never thought about it from Wendy's tombs. Yeah. That's ah shit, I need to get woke. I read recently have you ever read much Stephen King? No, because on the whole I like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. I don't really like Stephen King. I'm not gonna say I don't like Stephen King because they're all great. Like I like the miniseries It until it turns into like a big monster. You know, and <laughs> it's always done like, so much better in the book. Uh, I know, but it's like it's always like, oh my god, this is so scary! I'm so tense. Oh, it, oh, it's it's just just a big one. So, okay. Well, that's the thing with Stephen King. Um, he had a whirlwind romance with cocaine through a oh, lot yeah. of his career, and you can see in his books, like he will start so strong, and like it is about. 1,400 pages long. Mm-hmm. And it starts amazing. And it gets to the end. And he's written himself into so many corners that it becomes about, like, giant tarantulas, space turtles, <laughs> no. the dead zone where people can go. And, and quite a controversial... Quite a controversial... Um, well, uh, coming uh, of age scene, I think, is the nicest way yes, to put it. Yes, Literally um, coming of age. Ew. No. Yes. I don't know. And I think it's weird. Um, I... I just think... Maybe it's not like the male nostalgia isn't so much for me as it is for like other. I know loads of boys who like love Stephen King. Yeah. Again, maybe it's because they're like they're in that mind space. Like the guys in it, like the one who's um, I was just gonna say the one who's the dad from Thing, um, the guy who was Beverly's fat dad. and he oh. loses weight. Okay, yeah, uh, and like ben. everyone thinks he's really cool, and I'm like, he is a douchebag. What are you on about? He's terrible, and it's like. You know, I I always hate car. I hate male characters that other men love, like um, James Bond. Please. Yeah, I hate James no. Bond. He literally. I think it might have actually been Adam Buxton. I take back what I said about fuck Adam Buxton. If this is the case, uh, have you heard the song where uh, he writes lyrics over the James Bond theme song? No, I have heard that he used to do that on his other podcast, but it's I haven't heard. The fucking hysterical! Thing. If you can YouTube it, and anyone listening, I am. Um, just pause the show and just listen to that because it will give you like a minute of solid laughing. It's fucking brilliant. But it is going back to the fact that he is just a womanizing hired gun who gets paid millions and has the respect of everyone but doesn't have the respect for women. <laughs> no. I mean, I I do like 
some of the Pierce Brosnan ones because they think they dialed him down for the, a lovely 90s audience. But then, like, the Daniel Craig ones, they've just, like, come back with a vengeance, really, haven't they? Uh, yeah, I've never really given much time of day, though, as well, to the older ones, like the Sean Connery, Roger oh, Moore. No, I hate Only because I can imagine they are the, the pinnacle of rapey James Bond. Yeah. There is one James Bond film, and he is... Um, taking a tight time out of his busy shooting people schedule hmm. to um take advantage of a young native girl oh right? he loves that. so it's i don't even know what pan asian country he's supposed to be in anyway they're having a romantic time and someone is dripping poison and it's gonna go in james bond's mouth what does he do he rolls the native girl under so she gets poisoned <laughs> instead <laughs> That I'm saying is... native girl in air quotes as well, by the way. Yeah. I am not offensive. I was I was pretending to be James Bond producer. I can vouch that there was definite air quotes in use there. <laughs> no, as I say, it's other male... I know you mean male characters that uh, you can't get into. Uh, how do you feel on the Fast and the Furious films? I have never seen them. Yeah, it's, it's okay. You don't need to see them. <laughs> um, I just... And don't... Don't get me wrong. I'm a massive piv. Okay. If there was someone fit in Fast and the Furious, I would watch it. But I don't like any of the chat. They're not my type. If it was... I'm just not into, like, towny type okay, uh, guys. Cast. Like, carb. You can just imagine, like, if it was in Swansea, they'd all be like, oh, what's that? Oh, yeah, fucking it. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not, it's not my cup of tea. Like, maybe if they were all, like willowy heroin addict looking boys or Vikings they are my type if you could cast your own uh, Fast and the Furious movie who would you have in it with sexy chaps in yeah a Rebecca Hmm. level of sexy Fast and the Furious movie Alexander Skarsgård Uh, he's the brother of the guy who plays yeah yeah he's um, Pennywise's brother in real life that's right yes um I like Jon Snow from Game of Thrones as well. Okay. But I hate that he's posh in real life because I'm also a reverse snob. (laughs) Because I'm from a very poor area and I hate rich people. Just kind of, I try not to. And I meet them and I'm like, just, it's fine. They're just normal people. And then they say something and I'm like, I hate you. Yeah, I I completely understand that. (laughs) I, I get that totally. It's little things people say just in... Phrases and wording that I would never, ever think to say. Um, but things like, oh, I'd bet all my money or something like that. It's just, ah, it drives me insane. Stop yeah. talking about what you have and talk about who you are, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, when I went to uni, it was like you, you ended up meeting people. Um, I went to Bath Spa when I was 18. I quit, like, straight away. Yeah. But basically, Bath Spa is where all the posh kids go when they fail their A-levels. So um, <laughs> I, I spoke to someone who's, like, a lord's son, and they were talking about fighting and stuff. And I realized that I don't think I would ever be able to have a meaningful relationship with a posh person when he said this phrase. <clears throat> oh, you don't like football, do you? Football is a noble game played by savages, and rugby is a savage game played by nobles. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, at this point, I'm considering (laughs) just stopping the recording, deleting the file, pouring petrol over the podcast stuff, and burning and just stopping right now, because that is the most upsetting thing I've ever heard. I don't even like sports. Just to know there's people... straight face I think people who are like that exist. I know. And are far more likely to influence 
Yeah, he's gonna the have a seat in the, in the House world. of Lords. It's it's so unless fucked. we burn it to the ground. Who knows? Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always say stuff, and I'm like, um, you know, all the, do you know about James Gunn? Yes, the, I've been kicking off a, a bit on the podcast so far about the whole James Gunn thing. So I'm not one to defend things that I don't know much about because I've never seen the original tweets but I think if you've got to go back in time that far to try and drag someone and you have to look at who's trying to do it as well yeah. like a, a, a bad right wing person trying to do it but if anyone went back on if Peter Andre dies basically and they go back through my Twitter or my Facebook I've threatened to hunt Peter Andre down and kill him about 35 <laughs> times <laughs> I hate Peter, like literally, if I got diagnosed with cancer, I would go and kill Peter Andre before I died. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, for the tape. <laughs> yeah, for the purposes of the recording. Uh, what spurs it on? What? Um, I this hate is insane. Him. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> no, I hated Peter Andre when I was uh, a small goth child. Yeah. And it grew from there. And I watched one... I like Katie Price controversy. Um, and I watched one episode of the program when they're together. And she's digging out some of her old stuff. And one of them is like a cheesy calendar she did. And he's basically slut-shaming her for being a glamour model when he's living in the mansion that her tits bought. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. No. That's... Okay, you yeah. have a very, very valid reason uh, to... And I he just hair everything like i don't know if you you may be too young to remember him in like 1996 when he had that like full-on i'm only a little bit younger than you i know but if i was 10 how old would you have been yeah do you remember peter andre and his gross hair yeah like the mysterious girl when he first came to yeah he was all abs and hair grease like you can just imagine how crunchy his hair was with gel you can imagine exactly how pungently he smelt of varying goops and goos yeah um, yeah I, I can get that yeah, yeah i wouldn't condone violence against him but i'm a coward <laughs> um so anyway back to horror films yes sorry you were warning me before the show to be fair that it's gonna get tangential and so far it very much has been so when did you get into horror films as you say you're a teenage goth i was as well i unfortunately didn't grow out of my teenage goth phase mm-hmm. still very much into like System of a Down and bands like that. I'm not afraid to admit it. No, it's fine. Um, where did your love of the macabre come from? I just, I think I've always been a really dark child. Um, my brothers, my brother and sister are older than me, so I was always like watching films that probably weren't suitable. My mum is a progressive parent slash lazy, so I had a TV in my room and I just watched whatever was on. <laughs> um, and just really loved like, uh, Tim Burton's like early films, like Batman Returns was one of my favourite films. Yeah. And just loved, I just knew that I won it and I could see like goths around on the street and stuff and I was like, yes, I know that's what I want to be. <laughs> Such a, a great but also kind of heartbreaking thing to aspire to. Because as you say, you're from Morriston, right? Yeah. Looking out the window on Morriston and seeing the local, because I, I can't imagine the goth population no, of Morriston was very strong. There weren't any goths in Morriston, I, I must say. There were about Five by the time I was in year eleven, but there weren't any in year seven. No, no. I used to get picked. I got picked on quite badly. Were you all, all the siblings goths? 
No. Ah, see, my brother was. He was a proper greasy little teenage goth, and that's where I got into all that shit. Like, I got my first Pantera tape when I was like eight, and it had it was vulgar display of power. I don't know if you're a Pantera fan, uh, but one of the tracks on that is called "Fucking Hostile," and the song is just him screaming "Fucking Hostile." And I remember being eight years old in a caravan. We used to go down every weekend. Like, oh, mum, dad, can I borrow the tape player? Because that's the age it was back then. I've got a new tape I want to listen to. They're like, yeah, sure, of course. Because my parents are like, my mum was into like David Bowie and T-Rex. My dad's in like the Eagles and stuff like that. And just put that on, turn the volume up. Fucking hostile. <laughs> my parents are like, oh, we've got another fucking goth. <laughs> so I get the, the teenage gothness. Yeah, no, my brother was like, I think he went through a grunge phase. But he was mm. also a rugby player, so he was... You know. Yeah. And um, I remember him going to Red and Festival and we were using cheese graters to try and make holes in his jeans for him and his friends to go so that they looked like Kate Cobain. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little bit taken aback by that. What? Cheese graters. Cheese graters are the best way to make holes in your jeans. I was always make a little nick and rip it. Never a straight cut with scissors because then you just have a straight no, cut in your jeans. No, that's true. But if you use a cheese grater, it looks like it's ripped because you've worn it to yeah death. it's worn away yeah. that's genius i wish i could go back in time and tell myself that how do you feel about actually while i'm on the subject teenage goth it comes with its fair share of stigma uh people have opinions people like to voice their opinions to a teenage goth how do you feel now knowing that things like ripped jeans which were in when we were teenage goths fucking shops like primark and stuff are selling slayer t-shirts which is a massive bugbear of mine i'm a massive slayer fan and kids are walking around nowadays in what would get us beaten up as kids <laughs> and are fashionable and like the cool, trendy in kids. I'm kind of like, I love that really early 90s stuff is back because I was too little to wear it and I'm just really chuffed. But I've got like a really strict politics about wearing t-shirts for bands that you don't know or like. I won't do it. There's, there's, you can't do it. It's just like, oh... Why are you wearing a t-shirt with a communist logo on? Oh, I just like how it looks. There's a lot of things that come with a communist logo. Yeah. There's a lot of things that come with a no effects t-shirt. Fucking in work before, someone, uh, it was, yeah. so Friday is dress down day. And a guy, this is going back years now, uh, was wearing a Ramones t-shirt. And I went up to him like, oh my God, I had no idea you like punk. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, you're wearing a Ramones t-shirt. And he was like, oh, I thought it was a make. And this was like half eight in the morning, ruined my entire day then. <laughs> just sitting there fuming, just seeing him in the corner of my eye, all smug in his fucking Ramones t-shirt. Yeah, no, I hate stuff like that. But the biggest thing is, like, I, I'm i coming up to 10-year anniversary with my gentleman caller. Oh, congratulations. So, I, it's not something I have to worry about. But if I was single, it's a mind fuck. Because when I was younger... A way someone dressed, like you said, it would bring with it certain connotations. You could analyze how well you'd get on with someone by the band t-shirt they had or if they were wearing Airwalk trainers. Airwalk trainers. I think my brother still wears Airwalk trainers. They're the best. Keeping it old school. Um, But, and like if they had facial hair and you'd know if someone's got a beard and long hair that they're probably going to be a stoner, they're going to be left wing, they're going to like horror films and comics. And now you could go up to someone and they're like the biggest townie ever. Sorry if townie, townie. is too vernacular. But yeah, they, <laughs> they could just be like a normal boy who top, shops in Topshop and he's not alternative at all. 
because yeah. it's trendy. Like I remember a band coming out called The Wanted, and they were all dressed as if they were like alternative boys, but they weren't. They were just. Yeah. Is this like a pop band? I don't know. There was, um, and I'd love to get your opinion on them after this, but one of the Kardashians uh, wore a Slayer t-shirt. Uh, so in um, response, shall we say, Gary Holt, who is the new lead guitarist of Slayer, used to play in Exodus, went on stage, and now I think he sells them, but he often wears on stage just a t-shirt that said, Kill the Kardashians, in front of like a massive audience, in front of the world fucking press. So I've got a lot of respect for that, but... Kardashians, how do you feel about them? I think that a lot of people hating on the Kardashians is sexism and classism. Ah. Myself. Yeah, because the people are always like, oh, she just made money in taking selfies. She's a successful businesswoman. She's made a lot of money. She's very clever. She manages her brand. She knows what she's doing. Oh, 100%. And, you know, who cares how, you know, you could... There are ways, ways to make money, yo. I don't understand the... Because um, I I don't have... You know, I, I don't know the Kardashians. I've never watched any of their TV shows. Oh, I haven't either. I'm aware that they exist. Yeah. Um, but I think people are too eager nowadays because we live in a world where we have instant access to people that we never would have had 10 years ago. Mm. Uh, people just have free reign and anonymity to jump down people's throats and be absolute assholes about it. Yeah. So, you know, even if you don't like someone, you don't necessarily then have to make death threats about Peter Andre and Rebecca. Oh, that's <laughs> oh I came full that's circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I totally get what you mean. It's yeah. you, you just You don't need to. You can dislike them. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah, and, you know, and I find a lot with um, Melania Trump as well, people just be like, oh, she's a hoe, she's just doing it for a green card, she's just doing it for money, she should be ashamed of herself, she did naked shoots, it doesn't matter what she did with her life, she's a person, she, you know, and, you know, there are limited ways to get ahead, I guess, if, you know, she wasn't even a native speaker when she first arrived in America. Yeah, she's from... A different country, and <laughs> I don't know there much no, about Melania Trump. There but, were no air quotes at that yeah. stage. I just want to point out. I, I don't know where Melania Trump is from. I didn't want to just say a random Eastern European country in case it was completely wrong. So I just yeah, that that would have been way more offensive. Yeah, to be honest. so um, I'm just going to admit that I'm ignorant about her. But I think you know you should never people change and even if she wanted to do naked modeling now, I wouldn't care because there's nothing wrong with the naked body. I think it would be very fucking subversive of her now to do make Naked Modern, being the first lady of the United States of America. What a way to make history. That's true. Yeah. Or she could do like a Playboy shoot with like a Stars and Stripes motif or something. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd look at that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm going to put that out there. I'd, I'd, you know. But then again, that would be possibly. Because do Playboy still exist in print? Does print still exist as a medium? I don't know. I just look at things on my phone. That's what I'm thinking. If there is still a print Playboy, then that's going to be the highest grossing magazine of all time. Yes. Like, that ep- uh, that issue of Playboy would be Time Person of the Year <laughs> that year as well. It would double its wins. But it would, like, really confuse the conservatives because they would hate the fact that she was naked, but they would love the fact that there was an American flag, but they would hate the fact that she was naked it would be like introducing music to the aliens in mars attacks and all their heads would pop and yes. it would be the the 
solve all that we were looking for. <laughs> Tom Jones, God bless him. My favourite line in that film is uh, when Tom Jones, I think he lands at like, the casino, you know, the boxer character, and he goes, oh, I saw you fighting Cardiff Wales. <laughs> Just love that for the wider world audience, they felt the need to have to tack Wales on the end. <laughs> I saw you fighting Cardiff Wales. God damn Mars Attacks. Are you a big Tim Burton fan? Um, Not the newer stuff, but the earlier things. Edward is a hands all day. Oh, I love that film. <laughs> Just all day. Um, but Johnny Depp is cancelled now, of course, isn't he? He, yeah. He, if I, I've not read much of it, but was physically abusive to a partner of his? Well, I think he's just kind of gone a bit mad. Um, he's been sued, allegedly, according to TMZ, which is where I get all my news. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed. E! Entertainment News says that he uh, had to be basically taken to court by his management company because he's spending ridiculous amounts of money. He's spending like millions of pounds on wine every oh week God. and stuff. He has gone off the rails. He is currently appearing often on stage as Marilyn Manson's guitarist. And have you seen how off the rails Marilyn Manson has gone recently? Oh, I dread to think. I was never a Marilyn Manson fan in, uh, back in the day, so I, I dread to think what he's like now. Well, I can fill you in. I got dragged to see him in uh, the Newport Centre. Of oh, all places, the Leisure Centre. Newport. The Leisure Centre in Newport to see I did Marilyn Manson. Derby there. Oh, wow. Did you see Marilyn Manson? No. That's a shame. That would have been a good crossover. <laughs> um, but anyway, we went, we were late. Uh, we were right at the back of the room. Have you ever been to a gig in the, uh, the Newport Centre? It's a massive room, but we're right at the back. And did you hear about when the stage fell on Marilyn Manson and broke his leg? Like, Late last year, early this year. They don't oh. cover him much on TMZ. No, nah, that's the thing. Uh, well, anyway, it was it was early last year because I saw him in November. Uh, so it smashed his leg to fuck, and oh, he no had way. to. He was tied to like this board, strapped in, and would literally just be able to rotate side to side. And <laughs> genuinely, and this is a good segue actually to something uh, you reminded me to bring up. He looks more now like the Bo Selector version of himself uh, <laughs> than he does actually Marilyn Manson and. Literally the entire audience left during oh, the show. No it was insanely bad. That was the most profesh thing I've ever seen. You segued into Bo Selector. That was that great. Was beautiful. I think that's my proudest po- podcasting moment to date. And then I stumbled saying podcasting and I'm right back to where I was. It's okay. We are stumbling over some of the words today, but I think that's okay. It's a Saturday. It's it's rainy. I had a beer with lunch. Yeah, I it didn't. Happens. I can't drink. Um... Because it's not good for me. At least you know that, though. Yeah. Yeah. I have to explain to people, like, my uh, three stages of drunkenness. There's three stages. Yeah, so, like, super happy baby spice. (laughs) Elaborate. So, I just, like, love everyone, and I'm super cute, and I just want to dance and have fun. There will usually be bunches. It's great. (laughs) Or the hair changes. Yeah, I have um, a button hair. Um, And then... It gradually moves into Diana Ross. Okay. Like, I, I get ideas above my station. A bit diva-ish. A, a bit diva-ish, my goodness. <laughs> and then full Phil Mitchell. <laughs> like, my friend, they, they do tell me now, they're like, no more blue stuff for you, because that's also my drink of choice. Blue. Blue? Blue, blue drinks. I oh, like drinking right. blue things. Okay. Like WKD. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Like a synthetic blue yeah, I, I wouldn't go near something like that. That looks horrible. <laughs> so anyway, um, 
I look like a corpse as well because all my mouth goes blue and my lips go blue. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wandering around with like Phil Mitchell shoulders telling people what to do with their lives and picking fights in the Oh, you the get caves. proper confrontational. Oh, yeah. I've had like... That's why I can't, I can't drink. I've had like full on... I've punched people in the face. I, I got... Got kicked out of Time and Envy, which was a very rough place back yeah, in the day. That... It took a lot to get thrown out. Um, yeah. Fucking hell. Well, as I say, it's amazing that you are aware that there's three stages of you being drunk and that you can act accordingly. Yeah, I this... stop at Diana Ross now. <laughs> on the whole. But I only ever go out with people that like, I really trust as well. Like, I couldn't go out with work, for example, and get drunk because I wouldn't be able to trust myself. Because yeah, I, I would totally get, get to that. that stage where I'm like, rah, 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 rah. Bo Selector, I'm sorry. Fucking hell, this is tangential as fuck. So I was thinking that we would maybe talk about comedy. So, was, uh, And you mentioned something about Craig David in the week. Yeah. And one of my favorite facts is that Craig David hates the Bo Selector man because he he really had a nervous breakdown because he thought that the Bo Selector character was bullying him so much. Oh my god! He really? lost his mind. He moved to America. He got like well into the gym and stuff to try and like rid himself of the specter of the so, Bo Selector Craig David. Because I was going to say, but, you know, Craig David was at the top. You know, he was at the height of his career. He was you know a very prominent musician. And he disappeared. I hadn't. Yeah, and that he, was because he felt so victimized because of both selectors. Yeah, he said he just couldn't go anywhere. People were like just saying the catchphrase and stuff to Craig him. Craig David. Yeah, and oh. like Kez the bit <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and he had a, a piss bag, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think like the early 2000s was kind of like the Wild West with comedy because you had some people who like well we can say offensive things and take the piss out of like minorities and people with disabilities and trans people because we're all on their side and i think like looking back at stuff that came out then like little britain and bow selector and stuff it is kind of not okay oh like i was the other day i found a youtube clip of an old vic and bob sketch where bob mortimer is fully blacked up yeah, um, I love the League of Gentlemen, and they do black. There's a bit in Psychoville where they. <laughs> they I haven't watched dressed... Psychoville in a while. Okay, he dresses up as Tina Turner. He puts like a black. Oh my god! Ta- like tights over his yeah. face and googly eyes, and I'm like, I love you. Why have you done this? Because you're ruining my wokeness by letting me watch this. As I say, you feel. Oh, I feel. I don't speak for you, but. You know, I will piss myself, admittedly, but I guess it's good that we're not just pissing ourselves going, oh, look, it's blackface, but that we have the underlying anxiety and guilt of finding it funny. Surely that's a good sign in itself. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is if you've got a lot of cash in the bank, you know? If you have lawyers on retainer. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, um, goodwill then okay. in the bank. Oh, right. I, I you know. Like, literally, if no. you're rich, if you're you rich, can do you what can you do want. do what you want. Um, no. What I mean is, like, Frankie Boyle, for example. I know that Frankie Boyle is a feminist. He's 
woke as fuck. Mm. He's liberal. He used to be an English teacher. I know all these things about him. So when he says something that is close to the bone, I'm like, it's okay because Frankie's cool. Yeah, I yeah. know that he's a good person. Whereas if Jim Davidson said the same material, I'd be like, he's a horrible racist old man and he can fuck himself. But he could be saying the same joke. Same with Jimmy Carr. I fucking hate Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Frankie Ball used to write for Jimmy Carr. Really? And that seeing his words come out of someone else's mouth i'm just taking a lot because i do um but yeah it's it's gro- it's weird it's like have you ever heard the original respect you know aretha franklin r.a.p oh aretha franklin r.a.p her song r-e-s-p-e-c-t yep oh it's red and does vision okay and it's gross Oh, really? Because because it's like, oh, this is a sassy woman telling her partner what's what and that she's not going to let him take all her money. A man saying that. (laughs) And he's like, when I get home, you got to give me some respect, bitch. And I'm like, oh. "Oh." Yeah. I want to write a TV show. What? Right. Me too. I had no idea about script writing, but I've got ideas for days. Yes. Pitch me your TV show. Okay. So programs aimed at women are usually what happens when four women live in the big city and they are in like New York and fun, exciting things happen to them. Well, what if four friends just moved to a house a couple of streets away from their mother, stayed in the same place they lived their whole lives, still have the same friends? Like, yeah. what would happen? Like, I would love to write a sitcom based in Swansea about women who've always lived in Swansea. And that's just how they live their life. It would be great. Um, I can imagine that it would be hard selling uh, such a local humour. Because obviously there is a, a very Swansea way of life, if you will. Yeah, but you say that, but... Do you ever watch the royal family and think, I can't relate to this because I've never been to Manchester? I've been to Manchester, that's the problem. Oh. Yeah. No, actually, that's a very good point. I've never watched... Ah, oh, yeah, okay. And, like, I think... I don't like Gavin and Stacey that much, but I think it's good because it the joke wasn't that they were Welsh. So I think a lot of the time, whenever Welsh characters were on TV when we were younger, they were always like, oh, look at him. Die, die the tough or whatever. Do you remember uh, the cream? Well, no, the cream of Barry Welsh was the best. Do you remember Barry Welsh? Oh, my God. It was, it was on, I think it might even been ITV was HTV, like that. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, And it was like uh, one comedian. I can't remember the guy's name. I think it was John Sparks' name. His character, Barry Welsh. And it was just like a sketch show of just the most Oh, my God. Did he like have a Mac? And like a comb over. Uh, one of his characters did. The, uh, the right. Hugh Pugh, the reporter who was the news from Fishguard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah. do remember that. Yeah, oh my Barry God, Walsh that's was a amazing. deep cut. <laughs> um, me and my brother have spent many a Saturday morning going to the car boot sale by Singleton Hospital to see if anyone is selling uh, the Cream of Barry Welsh uh, VHS tape because that was the best of. It was like a super cut right. of the show uh, we used to have when we were kids. And that's gone the way the dodo with the rest of the cassettes. Yeah. So yeah, we you know we've spent many mornings hunting car boot sales to see if anyone's selling that one specific tape. Yeah. Do you? Lo- I love like having like really in jokes, like things that you and your family like are obsessed with, and then other people just have no idea what it what's Entirely. going on. I like I love that. Me and my sister are terrible. My like 
we have lots of in jokes and we'd be like say the same thing and it does drives my mother mad yeah she yeah. thinks that like we're leaving her out of some secret conversation <laughs> and i'm like rah, 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 and we're like talking it's like we're leaving you out of a conversation we had 10 years ago <laughs> yeah. um we are like my idea of like a perfect saturday night is staying in having chinese food watching a scary film and then watching a funny film afterwards to take your mind off things. Perfect. That actually sounds like an amazing night. Yeah. My sister used to let me watch something scary that was not age appropriate. And then I'd be scared and we would watch Overboard afterwards. So basically, like a lot <laughs> of the time, we like will talk in like Overboard quotes or Pretty Woman or yeah, like yeah. just classics. Uh, I know exactly what you mean about uh, in-jokes. The other day, uh, someone said, oh, what's that from? And I went, was there for him? And pissed myself for about half an hour. <laughs> only because when we were like, we must have been like 18. Uh, I was at my friend's house. We'd had a couple of beers. Someone made a joke and the punchline was Resident Evil 2. And we all wet ourselves, whatever the joke was. And it went, we were laughing for about five minutes. And the laughter petered off. And my mate here and went, what's that from? And whenever I hear, what's that from now? I don't know why, but it tickles me. Because it, it just set us off again. But it was like a, a running... Uh, like an on-running in-joke with our friends. Yeah. like, what's that from? See, nothing. Yeah, it isn't no. funny. But I know what you mean. It, yeah. it holds so much weight for me because it takes you back to the goddamn moments when you were happy. Rebecca, yeah. the past, when you were happy. <laughs> I've never been happy. <laughs> not even in the past? No, especially not in the past. Oh, God. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> okay. Um, it's it's going to make me the tortured artist that I am today. Yeah, you would yeah. use the fuel of the past to yeah. fuel the future. Yeah. Shit, I should be a motivational speaker. Yes. I really should. I did. Originally, I wanted to buy like a motivational plaque for the room, <laughs> but none were appropriate. I wanted like one of the, you know, like the live, laugh, love type things, but like something really cheesy. On the wall uh, to my left. I had to think about what side that was then. Uh, it's just like a plain wall for the listeners. And I really want one of those live, laugh, love, but crossed out with eat, shit, die. <laughs> yeah. I hate the one that is eat glitter and, and shine, shine all day. day. Yeah, one of the girls I work with has that on her desk. Oh, why? Like the thought of eating glitter, it's just disgusting. Gemma raised an amazing point the other day. They would just lacerate you internally. You'd have to go to a and It's not edible. That's what that Goldschlager is, or whatever it's called. It's like booze with little metallic flakes, and it lacerates you, essentially, as you drink it, and the alcohol gets in your bloodstream faster. What? So yeah, if you... This doesn't sound like it should be a thing. It's a thing. No It's way. a thing that exists. I may have made up the reasons as to why it has the bits of metal <laughs> in it, but I've definitely heard that somewhere in the past. No but Yeah, way. who the fuck wants to eat glitter? No. I don't even think glitter would taste very nice. And it makes you think, when you start reading it, you think that the ending is going to be... And, and shit sparkles, don't you? Eat glitter and shit sparkles is a much better catchphrase. Yeah, but still, there is going to be some internal bleeding in the meantime, isn't there? Just like a glittery, bloody stool. <laughs> One of my favourite pieces of art, I'm going to sound really pretentious now, um, when the celebrity news bubble like got at its peak in around 2003, to, no... Later than that, 2006 maybe, when Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes had a baby and Angina Jolie and Brad Pitt got together and stuff. And it was just like everyone cared about celebrities and Lindsay Lohan was always being papped and stuff. Um, There was an artist and he made a golden 
poop. <laughs> and Tom Cruise's baby's called something like Shiloh. Or, I can't say it. It's, I, it's I a posh person name. I don't know. Um, so... Yeah, but it was like half his poop, and I just thought that that was like such a clever. I, I love it. Like, I love art and like stuff when it's irreverent and fun. <laughs> and I would just love like to have my own little, little golden poop. I sound like I'm obsessed. The second time we talked about poop, I'm not into scatological things. It, it, I, I just like novelty poozing. It's something about <laughs> the most best podcast that brings out scatological stories. Unfortunately, I don't know what it is. I think it might just be the shitty little room. Or I don't know. I I just I just literally bring the worst out of people. <laughs> and on that note, unfortunately, we're gonna have to call it a day on today's Aww. episode. Please come back another time because we've literally not talked about comedy at <laughs> all. Essentially, um, I pitched my 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 sitcom to you. This is true. So le- next time, let me know if you've made any leeway on the actual writing and cast me. I know it's about four women. But they would have, like, an ornamental boyfriend figure or something, I'm sure. Ornamental? You know, like, yeah. You know, like, like on the, the women, mantle piece? You know, like a trophy husband who doesn't say much. Okay. And they're just in the background. You can you can be a two-dimensional male character in my that's all, show. That's all I ever ask. Rebecca, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Had fun.